0: everyone and welcome to another episode Around the Fire on Spirit Reflections. My name is Fred Gouveia. If you're here for the first time, Spirit Reflections is an ongoing series of bilingual conversations in English and Portuguese about the guests' personal and spiritual journeys, the tools that they found along the way, and how those tools shaped who they are and the work that they do today. We interview artists, philosophers, scientists, and religious people of all traditions To learn a little bit about how they came into being, and in the process, we get to know a little bit more about ourselves. So, subscribe to our channel on YouTube. We're on Spotify, so give us a five-star ratings. Like this video. This helps the algorithm to expand the message, and it's free to do so. And if you'd like to suggest any topic or guest in the future, subscribe to our newsletter on spiritreflections.org. The information is on the ticker right below as it's coming uh, streaming through. You can go to info at spiritreflections.org and there you can suggest a guest and subscribe to a newsletter. And tonight we're going to be raffling a free 30 minute tarot reading. My mother is a great tarot reader. She does not do this professionally. It's a great hobby of hers and she does it in Portuguese and English. So if you'd like to have a chance to win a free 30 minute tarot reading, all you have to do is go to our website Enter your email there to enter our newsletter so that we will draw one name and we'll let you know that you've become the winner. So let's get to our guest for tonight. Our guest has been here around the fire a couple of times in the past. In fact, she was one of the very few guests when we first started Spirit Reflections in the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, Andrea Kogan. And Andrea has a PhD in religious studies from the Pontifical Catholic University of São Paulo. She's the author of the book Spiritismo Judaico, or Jewish Spiritism, and her research interests are in Brazilian religious religions, religious syncretism, and contemporary Judaism. And tonight, we're going to talk about mediumship in Judaism. The taboos, the dos and don'ts, the prohibitions, the attitudes that shape Brazilian Jews as well as North American Jews and how they interact with psychics and mediumship. So without further ado, Andrea or Andrea, welcome to Spirit (laughs) Reflections.
1: Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. Thank you so much, Fred. It's It's really, really a pleasure to be here with you. And uh, as you said before, I think uh, we talked the first time in 2020 and yeah. I think it was one of my first uh, presentations through StreamYard and it was a great pleasure and we get along so well and I love being interviewed and talk to you and Beautiful. so it's a pleasure. when you, Everything that you invite me, I am in.
0: Thank you. I love being uh-huh. with you too, even though we haven't met in person, but hopefully yes. one day we will. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Beautiful. So if you guys are interested in hearing about Andrea's past and um, uh, her research on the book Jewish Spiritism, the description below has two links. The very first uh, conversation we had in 2020 in English and a subsequent one that we did in Portuguese. They're both uh-huh. below. So click on the link and check it out. Uh-huh. All right. What brings us here? Mediumship and your latest research that you're uh-huh. doing around mediumship. You told me that you had to take a step back. Mm
1: uh-huh. hmm.
0: Tell us a little bit about that. How that came about? So
1: let's let's come back uh, a couple of a couple now many years, Freddie. The question is that uh, my PhD, as you said, it was about the Jewish Jewish people here in São Paulo in Brazil, because we have to to uh, uh, PhD is a very serious and very uh, uh, I don't know deep, uh, very specific and deep study that you have to narrow the subject a lot and right. then i decided to study it was a curiosity of mine as we have already talked about it is it is until today why do jews really are, are well uh, really connect to other religions Right. Why? Uh, why are they interested in uh, mediumship or in extraterrestrial things or paranormal things? Why uh, do these connections exist? Or why do they have other religious beliefs and everything? So this right. was always a curiosity of mine, and then I decided to study Jews in São Paulo who were also spirits, spiritists. Right. Uh, that that have because Spiritism is a religion, as we have already mentioned, only in Brazil, only in Brazil. Outside Brazil, it is a science, a philosophy, a way of life. But in Brazil, it's very very strong. Right. A connection between our world and the world beyond. We can say that. And talking mm-hmm. to souls or talking to other spirits, so this is the idea of spiritism. Well, and then I wanted to take a, a, a step ahead and to study Jews connected to other religions in Brazil, uh, African or African ones like Candomblé or Umbanda, mm-hmm. something of course related to, spiritist, uh, to spiritism as well. But, when I well, I've always been, I've been reading about the subjects for many, many years, but uh, more or less, I think one year ago, I stopped and thought maybe we have or I have to take a step back because what connects those people are not, in, it is not only their uh, uh, their uh, uh, religious beliefs, but some some things that they have that sometimes we can call mediumship or special abilities or special intuitions or gifts. And I've been talking to a lot of Jews that have these gifts or are mediums, or this is a problem, there is a vocabulary problem that we can discuss later. And then I want to talk to those people um, before the religion itself, but their characteristics. Got it. Uh, and then I started this year, so I, I organized the framework of this project to interview those people, and then I've been doing that since um, July, since June, and I have interviewed more than twenty people so far. Mm-hmm. From twenty, uh, uh, the youngest is twenty-five years old, and the oldest is eighty-eight years old.
0: Got it. And, and just so that we can establish the criteria of these mm-hmm. uh, subjects they're all jewish and they're they're, all they jewish. all display some kind of psychic ability or medium exactly. mediumistic ability okay exactly
1: and i do not judge them at all if they say they are jewish of course i believe in them and if they say they have special abilities of course i believe
0: in, and in so all how did, and you, how did you select them
1: I don't select them it's very it's it's very i don't know it's very curious but they come to me they just they say hello i would like to talk to you or a friend of mine uh, uh, says to me and i have a friend that she listened to one of your i don't know your talks your speeches your conferences and she would like to talk to you and fredge i think more or less three or four months ago i posted something on facebook right. And I said, Oh, if you are a Jew and if you have some psychic abilities, blah blah blah, and you he, he would like to talk to me, please give me a call. Reach please say, uh, Yes, reach out, send me a WhatsApp message, uh, and etc. And of course, there were people, there are people that I've interviewed that I know that are from my inner circle as well. Sure. sure. Okay, of course, of course. So uh, there are people here among this 20. Two twenty three because I have the list in front of me. Among those 22 or 23 people, I think uh, there are uh, more than a half of them. I've never heard of them and I've never met them. Got it. It was Got the it. first time that I, because we record the interviews through Zoom uh-huh. and then they are transcribed and then I read everything and then I'm writing about them Got it. in order to have a book in the future sure. to to write something and to really research and to really go deep into the subjects to this subject that, that is not discussed but everybody is interested in that. Sure. Everybody has oh, a story I'm, to share.
0: And I'm I'm sure you're going to have some really great compelling data to report yeah. like you reported in our first conversation when you said that Brazilians are by far the people with the most that score the highest in believing in the supernatural, close to exactly. 89% of them have had some kind of encounter with the supernatural. Yes, so exactly. So these uh, Brazilian Jews, twenty two, twenty three 23 or so, are they from all over Brazil? All over Brazil. All over okay. Brazil.
1: Uh, I interviewed uh, many, most of them are from São Paulo, but also from uh, Minas Gerais, from another mm-hmm. state, from Rio, from uh, Porto Alegre, from uh, Bahia,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: this is the, the uh, this and are is they the, like the some
0: Ashkenazi, some Sephardic? They just was yes. there at this, t- okay? Cool. Yeah, so some
1: and some men and women. I think it's a balance here, half and half. Okay. it's not um, there are many men here, many uh, 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 secular Jews, many more orthodox, not orthodox but modern more orthodox Jews, yeah, more yeah. observant. Yeah, okay. yeah, they are.
0: so that's a it's a nice blend. Um, it is that is a nice representative sample, I guess you would say it in is. your yeah. in your environment. So I want I had to, I had prepared some questions that I wanted to ask you here to see if we could uh, dig deeper into this phenomenon of mediumship in Judaism. Mm-hmm. And the first one that I that came to mind was in this research that you're doing, were there specific mediumistic activities or rituals or traditions that are more or less accepted by the Jewish establishment as a whole? And when I say Jewish establishment, we're talking about the Brazilian one for the moment. Uh,
1: First of all, this subject uh, uh, is very intimate and very close and... uh, almost, not 100%, but I can say that 90% of the people that I talked with, Fredy, uh, do not say anything about it. They, it's a taboo, as we said before. Right. and So uh, uh, sometimes they even talk... I had uh, uh, some some talks, uh, some questions that they answered. There's some questions that they answered me that they had the opportunity to talk to their rabbi. They had the opportunity to talk to a Jewish friend. They had the opportunity to talk to a counselor within the Jewish community. But there is no. uh, 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 And some of them say, oh, you should pray. You should ask, you should light the Sabbath candles. Right. Uh, Should uh, pray these or that uh,
0: psalms. So, in other words, there's no (laughs) like. published guiding principles for Jews to abide by if they are interested in seeing a psychic or engaging in mediumistic activities. Well, let's go back to the basic principle after all. It's prohibited, period.
1: It is not. It is not prohibited because
0: people.
1: we have to understand, Fred, that when people say something in uh, 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 Judaism, this is prohibited, this you can do, this you cannot do, there is not only one answer, right? Okay, so we have to think about it. And within the Jewish community, we don't. I, I, I don't. Sometimes I don't really like to say one Jewish community because sure. there are so pluralistic, many. Yes, yeah. very plural, 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 pluralistic. I'm. Uh, I have a problem today. Okay. And then, um, if you ask for an Orthodox rabbi. Maybe he answers something. You can do that. You cannot do that. Yeah. If you ask for a more li- liberal one, he's going to say these or that because the Torah itself the scrolls and everything, they are—they have to be interpreted sure. through, yes, according to the time you
0: were in. Absolutely. In fact, we came across an article in uh, the U.S. called Hey Alma, which is perfect. a girl asking if it's kosher for the rabbi. But she's asking the rabbi if it's kosher yeah. for her to see a psychic. I just posted in the comments here. We're going to put it in the description of the video. Yeah. So let's talk about <laughs> this article.
1: Uh-huh. Mm. I loved this article. Loved. And then this girl that is Sarah, she said that she visited a fortune teller. And then she kept visiting, or she keeps visiting her fortune teller, her psychic until today. And she and in the beginning, she says that. Uh, she was feeling a little bit dubious about it. She was feeling a bit conflicted about it. Maybe the rabbi won't accept that. Maybe she won't say that. Is it kosher? Is it not? Can I do that? Can I visit it? Well, and then uh, she came, she comes, well, her conclusions are wonderful. She says that uh, uh, I think I'm okay with my religious worldview being a little irrational and a little mystical. And then. She says, for much of Jews, Judaism, the distinction was never all that clear. So we don't have something that is clear, oh, you should do that, you shouldn't do that. Some of the most legal or rational parts of Judaism are rooted in mysticism, and then she talks about mysticism, and then uh, uh, there is a rabbi from Northwestern University some people feel bound to Jewish law and other people are informed by Jewish law. Everything is about balance, Freddy. Everything is about balance. And then she says, I believe that my spiritual life extends beyond religion. I think of my life as inspired by Jewish practice, but not bound by it. So it is very important mentioning because uh, 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 sometimes... You are born, you are born a Jew, but you uh, uh, you come across so many different cultures and movements and practices right. uh, uh, during your life. And then you just, uh, I, I'm not going to say to that you pile them up, but we can say that you live according to the practices that make you feel
0: better. Exactly exactly no in fact we are not talking here about mediumship as an article of faith no or as or as a religious uh, no. ritual that you observe right but as a yeah. practical uh, solutions driven activity that you're gonna go you're gonna be to- totally detached by it. there's not going to be any uh, worshiping related no. to, to the mediumistic advice it Per se right. I mean, yes. that's one aspect of it, at least here in the United States. I see the the the, the American culture in general, Jewish, non Jewish, everybody they go see a psychic, there's a reading, it's one on one, they pay a fee, the the psychic gives them an information, and they part ways. Sometimes yes. they will develop a long term relationship like a therapist. Yes.
1: Um,
0: but sometimes it's just gonna be a one off. Uh Whereas in Brazil, the medium, the way mediumship is presented many times is through group work, like in spiritist centers or Umbanda centers. And it's not necessarily a one on one. Give me a reading and here is my money and we're done. Bye. Have a great day. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's yes, absolutely. Distinctions.
1: Yes. And, and before that, Fred, we have to think that uh, when I talk to the subjects, when I talk to this more than 20 people, we are talking about mediumship as a personal characteristic of them. They right. were born with that. So they want to tell that it's as they uh, most of them. They said to me, Andrea, well, I am like this. So we we can say that, well, she's blonde, he's tall, she's fat, he has some uh, different, uh, he has a gift. You know, it's a general characteristic. It's a human characteristic. They do not feel special about it.
0: Got it. Uh, That was going to be my next question. How many of them uh, approximately uh, embrace that quality that they have and actually work on it in some kind of setting? versus others who you spoke to that have it, but they don't do anything about it?
1: Most of them don't do anything about it. Most of them, they just say, "I, I am like this. Sometimes I talk to my friend, I had a dream with you, you are not supposed to travel tomorrow, or maybe you are going to have a car crash, let's not travel tomorrow. Or some of them, uh, or another one said, Andrea, every time I go to the cemetery, I see people sitting on graves, and they are not people, they are souls. Sure. (laughs) Okay. Most of them. Most Most of them. them.
0: And Uh, in those people that said that they don't do anything about it mm -hmm. necessarily, did they report that they've gone through emotional turmoils or like sort of bipolar issues as a result of this gift or ability? And in those uh, moments of crisis, what did they turn to?
1: First of all, there are uh, some of them have been. well, have had this characteristic since they were born, since they were children. So, depending on the parents, they were very well uh, understood or very well accepted. And and depending on the parents, Fred, as we everybody knows. Uh, the parents are not happy about it. They say, let's go see a psychologist. Let's go see somebody because there is a problem with you. And we have Apologize. to check this out. Uh, yes, exactly. But depends on the person. and depends on the family that this person is born with.
0: You know? Got it. So Got
1: it. it depends.
0: Yeah, I'd say that in, in that regard, uh, I, I venture to say that Brazil as a whole has a little bit more of an opening. For distraught parents who bring their mediumship, their their children who are going through mediumistic uh, spells, Mm -hmm. into a more open-minded, holistic approach, as as opposed to say in the U.S., where the vast majority will take you to prescription drugs and a psychiatric ward, and there's not the spiritual component that enters the conversation necessarily, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Many of the people that I talked to, they said that they had very understandable parents that they could talk to them or they could talk to family members because there's a very interesting point here that I would like to mention. Yep. This is something sometimes, most of the times, hereditary because right. sometimes their mother or their father, their, uh, their uncle or grandparents
0: Definitely.
1: used to have this ability as well. And they never talked about it, and they would find out later in life. yeah, and so there is this connection, there is this understanding, this comprehension. Yeah. but there are exceptions, of course. And there are some people that I talk to that they have been developing themselves. We can use many verbs here, but sure, they sure. have been developing themselves connected to this concern concerning these ideas. For the last year since they were adults only, not when they were teenagers or anything. There is not a rule. Right. There is not a rule. But uh, I think most of them have been very open about it. Mm-hmm. And they feel a connection with their families. So, for example, I'm going to tell you, uh, one of the first people that I interviewed, uh, I never tell their names, of sure. course. Their names, it's something very, very... Uh, uh, oriented and guided through uh, their protections and one of the first people that I talked to uh, uh, is uh, was a I think he was around 60 years old 70 years old and he was the second or third generation of mediums and uh, he said to me that he had to do some umbanda work or umbanda ritual r- ritual preparation or, uh, yeah, initiation and rituals in his house because his father and his grandfather asked him to do that
0: in spirit
1: yes no one in spirit and one was alive
0: living okay
1: living. And then he died later, but he had the opportunity because he said, "Son, you need, you must continue my work. You must continue helping people with these rituals." And it was very, uh, it was very, uh, it was a very serious ritual, uh, Fred. And he said to me, Andrea, please, you, my name should, well, you should never mention my name because I go to a very conservative temple. Right, nobody should know that
0: I said and okay. so how how can how do people like him are able to continue the legacy, the mediumistic legacy of their family and help people if if they are supposed to keep this locked completely in under seven keys in total secrecy do they just help those people outside their faith then or yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, some of them have their teheros right? Or have their uh, spiritist centers mm-hmm. within their houses, or they go to work at different teheros at different spaces that they help people there, and people do not know their identities and they right. do not care about them.
0: Got it. Got it. So it doesn't it, matter. In that regard, I'm curious to, about in the Jewish tradition itself. Uh, this mm-hmm. is another question that I had here. Um, is there a, a specific, I don't know, where is it? Right here. Um, no, where I found it. Oh, here, yeah. Historical mm-hmm. figures, periods, or locations when there were Jews that openly endorsed and practiced mediumship and psychic activities. And as a result, they became kind of like leaders within yeah. the Jewish faith. And,
1: Yes, there were many. Uh, uh, when we say uh, uh, Jewish mysticism, Freddy, we talk about two things mainly. Of course, I'm not going to deepen the subject, sure. but when we talk about Jewish mysticism, we talked about Kabbalah and we talked mm-hmm. about Hasidism. Hasidism.
0: This yeah.
1: does, these are both branches that uh, 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 until today, uh, they are the mysticism, they are the mystical part of the Jewish faith, we can say something like that. And then we had, and there were, so many, many special gifted men and women that we read in books, the ones that uh, I've mentioned to you about Jewish superstition and Jewish mystical traditions and Kabbalah and everything, but uh, uh, since the Middle Ages, since the Middle Ages, and then they uh, uh, there are so many books that tell their stories. For example, there was one Kabbalah leader um, in the 14th century, if I'm not mistaken, 14th or 15th century. He used to go around graves in the cemetery. And he said, well, uh, there is the soul of... Uh, this man, this and this, he was not a very good person when he was alive, so he's going to reincarnate in uh, an animal. He would say something like this. Yeah, he would say something like this. So there are many, many stories related to that about reincarnation and all this kind of stuff. And uh, in Hasidism, that mm-hmm. is a movement that is a very, it was and it is until today, a very powerful mystical movement around Europe. By the end of the 18th century, the founder of the movement was the master of good name. In Hebrew, we say Baal Shem Tov, who was, in Portuguese, we say curandeiro, a, a healer. healer.
0: Yeah. A healer.
1: He was a healer. He walked around from, uh, we say, state to state, from village to village, mm-hmm. healing people and telling people to do so and so and so and talking to God and having premonitions and with psychic abilities. So today he would be a, a spiritist leader.
0: For sure. Yeah. And in, there are three books that you sent me here that yeah. I opened up in the screen that I wanted to take a quick. Uh, I wanted to ask you quickly about them so that we can yeah. leave it for people who are interested in dig- digging further. This yeah. one, "Your Spirit Possession in Judaism: Cases and Contexts from the Middle Ages to the Present," by Rafael Patay series. That's yeah. by no, sorry, by by Matt Goldish. Matt Goldish. Yes.
1: It is. A, it- a fabulous collection of texts, of essays here from uh, an academic perspective, Freddie, which is very serious. And they talked about spirit possessions from the Middle Ages into the present. Got it. And it's fantastic. It's very deep. I recommend that to people who want to dig deeper into that because Mm -hmm. they are very and they have many sources that they go through. And they are from different and very important American scholars and Israeli scholars as well.
0: Beautiful. And since we're in the topic of Jewish mysticism, Andrea, there's another one here that you sent, which I really like the title. I wanted to get your quick... A mm-hmm. review on it so people mm-hmm. can understand if they want to dig deep is this one Jewish magic and superstition, a study in folk religion folk by religion. Joshua Tatenberg. Yeah, yes,
1: it's we talk, he is also a very important scholar. I don't know if he's mm-hmm. alive, but mm-hmm. he talks exactly about rituals and about stories. That we sometimes in our very well, I think we can say that the 19th and 20th century was a more rational one, that right. we have lost this kind of magical aspect in the religion, and he goes back and then reproduces and talks and narrates the some some Jewish traditions and magics it, it is it. very interesting there's another book that I forgot to mention it's about uh, a rabbi I I, I thought I, I I'm sorry Fred but it was it is about uh, uh, uh by an American rabbi from Los Angeles okay who is called uh, rabbi Elise Spitz mm-hmm. and he wrote a book about Jewish uh journeys of the afterlife mm. That's and it's fantastic because it's a very contemporary book. And he talked to two mediums. He talked about past life regressions. He talked about near-death experiences. It's very nice, nice book as well. So there are many, many things. But not in Brazil. But not in Portuguese. Got nothing it. in Portuguese.
0: So let's t- talk about Brazil versus other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. We can talk broadly here just curious. How would you describe the difference between sort of the U.S. culture's approach of the use of mediumship
1: mm-hmm. versus
0: Brazil's?
1: Mm-hmm. It, it was very interesting the first time that I watched on TV those medium shows. Right. The American medium shows, Fred. I love them. Yeah. With the, yeah the, the Long Island medium. Yes. Love her. And uh, Tyler Henry. Yeah. And uh, I think it was John Edwards, Teresa John Caputo, Edwards. James James Van Prague, and Tyler Harry, the young one. And then, uh, uh, I had not thought about it, but when I watched them, I said, oh my, something so
0: professional.
1: So professional. Oh, my, my microphone. The microphone, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because of the hair. It is something so professional, Reggie
0: Yeah. They
1: go, uh, there is a website that you can put your information and then you pay a fee and then it's something very open. Everybody knows, you go. So it's like a profession. Yeah. And here in Brazil, it, like at the beginning of the conversation, we had talked about it. It, it. And here in Brazil, it is something absolutely not professional to today right something first of all it is connected to religion so people are always like oh is it right is it wrong do I have to go should I go should so there is not a, a, a question of uh, professionality here and second uh, uh, people are not open about it and it's some kind of secrecy right. it's like a Oh, I feel ashamed. Barada, barada, And if they go to these mediums, it is as exactly as you said. It is inside terreiros, inside uh, 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 spiritist houses. It is something a little bit hidden. It is something more private. So I am fascinated by American TV shows of mediums. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. fascinated.
0: Yeah, because, because it it, bring, it puts it on a more scientific footing because it exactly. just focuses on the phenomenon itself. It's exactly. a phenomenological, phenomenological experience. You go, exactly. you either get something that pleases you or you don't. Either way, it's about the phenomenon. And there's no religious implications or secondary um, mm-hmm. requirements, if you will. I mean, I, there is an aspect about mediumship in Brazil that has been that has been taken. And I was interviewing a gentleman uh, last weekend about this. Uh, there is a huge demand by the Brazilian population to develop their mediumship when they detect that they have some kind of an ability, and they want to pursue that in order to bring more emotional balance and psychological That's stability in their life, they will reach a spirited center, which many of them are very much overwhelmed by the sheer number of people that want to go there and work by by saying work I don't mean get paid yeah. but volunteer their time and be be part of our community of practicing mediums who are going to channel spirits that uh, that are that need to cross over or ch- channel spirits that are lost and need some kind of counseling or comfort mm-hmm. and many times they have to be put through a rigorous three four five year program of just theoretical readings and studying before they do their first practical experience, which ends up uh, discouraging a lot of them. And so I, in the US, there's a lot of that too. Of course, there are schools and they're very well-developed courses that people can be put through to develop their psychic abilities, but it's Mm -hmm. more on the non-religious realm and more on the practical, this is going to be a career advancement opportunity for you or a career change, exactly. so that's that's the, the outcome for these two um, approaches that they yeah, do. They're
1: perfect, you explained perfectly. And I think we, uh, as Brazil is a very religious country, I think we are not going to be uh, at this point like in the US, Fred, because uh, this kind of, even the word, I have been studying the word medium and the word mediumship when you say medium, you are a medium, I have a question in my questionnaire when I ask people, are, do you consider yourself a medium? What uh, What is mediumship in your opinion? And then, of course, people, I, I know that this person who is talking to me is a medium, but this word is so connected to maybe spiritism, to religion in Brazil, even to From a Catholic background, but from Umbanda or from Candomblé, that this person as a Jew does not understand this word because it was not part of their reality since since ever. So they say, they don't say medium, they say, oh Andrea, I have a special connection, I have an intuition, I have a gift, I have a special ability, I am connected to an upper being, I am uh, whatever. Okay. Extra
0: sensory, extra sensory perception. Exactly.
1: Uh, yeah, they, they use many words, Fredgie. They use many words. And all of them, and I, I cannot say if they are wrong or they're right. They are absolutely they are uh, uh, describing themselves and it is perfect for me. It's okay. But right. the word medium and the word mediumship, uh, they do not they are not taken seriously because they are connected to a
0: different religion. Right. And so speaking within the Jewish world, sometimes it's asking too much for sometimes me to cross that bridge. Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. So they, uh, of course, there are people that I talk to that they are spiritists as well. They know different rituals. They are part of different religious uh, realities. Of course, they are aware of that. And some of them are connected to Umbanda. Some of them are connected to Candomblé. Some of them are connected to Spiritism. And some of them are connected only to their Judaism. Or they are even atheists. They do not believe in anything, but they know that they have this ability. Okay?
0: Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, now
1: that's a first. That's an outlier <laughs> in your data. Yeah, they say I I one of them, I asked them, I asked the, her, and I said, Do you consider yourself a Jew? I said, Well, I was born one, but I'm,
0: I don't I don't care.
1: But, like but I, I don't she- care
0: was she like proactively atheist? No. No, 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 no. Okay, no, no, no. cuz uh, an, an atheist no. medium would be very interesting to anyone. No, 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 on no, the no, channel.
1: no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. She doesn't even understand that these are my words.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: These are my words. These are uh, uh, I am just uh, trying to understand the context that she was talking to me. So this is my conclusion. Got because it. she doesn't talk about God, of course, because it doesn't matter. She talks about talking to other spirits, to other dimensions, to other things, but it doesn't matter because she had never thought about it.
0: And and alongside this tradition of modern mediumship, which spans for a good two last 200 and so years, there's Uh also a scientific march to contact the other dimensions and... It's been happening ever since the 19th century and very important people like Nikola Tesla, yeah. um, Thomas Edison and other luminaries in Europe and North America were mm-hmm. actively involved in machines and mechanics and, app, and mm-hmm. trying to devise systems that could detect some, something from another realm and today there is instrumental transcommunication and the reason I'm bringing this up is because we have we've had a couple of conversations here on spirit reflections yeah. with people who are in the leadership role of inter, instrumental transcommunication including Sonia Rinaldi she's here in the channel both in english and portuguese and mm-hmm. we as as a person who studies a lot of spiritist, spiritism and talks with people from all over brazil and the united states in the spiritist community i've mm-hmm. been noticing a huge Interest growing interest in instrumental transcommunication. Like let's get machines and equipment yes. and let's see if we can record images of spirits or record sounds, audio messages from spirits, or even videos images, from spirits. Yeah. Images. And we're gonna have in February Louise Who, who is a very big uh spiritist leader, who has just written a book who's going to publish in February about uh sort of the um the guide, sort of the idiot's guide uh, for dummies on (laughs) instrumental transcommunication. Instrumental transcommunication for dummies made it easier so that you can set up your own lab at home, buy the equipment, follow the steps, and see if you can find some kind of uh, contact, which doesn't mean that you have to be a medium. That has nothing nothing to do with your your organic abilities or your gifts that you were born with or not. So all of this to say... As we progress, where do you see this question of mediumship in your world, academic world, as well as in, in your world as a Jew?
1: Well, first of all, I think this is a, a human interest. It is a very, or an interest, or a curiosity, but people are very curious about it. It doesn't matter, of course, within the Brazilian reality, Fred, this is more palpable, because right. everybody loves talking about it, about these experiences. So it is part of our tradition, it is part of our folklore, it is part of our lives. When you go out with a person, sometimes with a group of friends, you talk about, whoa. Well, Well, I had a dream last night and then I thought, and then my cousin called me and then it was a coincidence or I saw something or somebody told, so this is something like that. And this part of this 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 uh, uh, equipment and everything uh, devoted to that, I think it's part of the progress. I think right. we are we are, uh, I think we are in the same path. And then it's part of the progress in Brazil, in the United States. Everybody is thinking about it. But when we talk about uh, the academic environment. And the religious, and I can talk about uh, my academic environment uh, 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 that is related to religious studies, anthropology, sociology, or, or, or philosophy. Uh, people do not care a lot about it. They mm. think every time I talk. Uh, sometimes, of course, they take uh, me seriously. Of course, but sometimes when I say what I what I what I study and what my Focuses and what my subjects are, people say, Oh, hmm, okay, nice. And they what, do not what, want.
0: What do you sense that comes from?
1: I think it, it, it is uh, uh, because uh, uh, it, what I f- uh, found when I was a PhD candidate, when I was studying that in the university, Fred, it was something obvious. When you went to the library, and you looked for uh, books or theses or dissertations. I'm talking about academic work uh, related to Catholicism, hundreds and thousands. Related to Judaism, hundreds and thousands, or Muslims, or, or or even Umbanda. But when you talk about Spiritism, there were a handful of them. Wow. It is, uh, I think now... Ten years later, fourteen years later, I have met many people that have been researching them, and it's it is something becoming a little bit more common. But it was not taken seriously uh, in the academic world, unfortunately. And I'm talking about Spiritism in general, okay. Mm-hmm uh and sometimes they tend to go to the psychological to the psychology department you know to study if these people are telling the truth or if they are really mediums or if they are really psychics and i'm not interested in that i'm God. interested in talking to the people and i'm not going to judge or i'm not going to say oh you are a medium you are not you yes i agree with you yes i accept you yes i believe in you are you Yes, I do not believe in you. This is not part of the research.
0: That's not part of your work. God. No,
1: this is not part of my work. And
0: but I think in... we are
1: we are going. I think this part of the tools and the the the, the possibility of um, we have some books in Portuguese that uh, people have documented uh, spirits or or images or trans well and. Um, they don't, they don't even go to bookstores. They don't interest any. you know? I have yeah. them. I think I am a few of the Brazilians that have those kinds of books and materials. Nice.
0: nice. Yeah. I'm curious, from the people that you've researched and you've interviewed so far, what were what was sort of the most glaring characteristic that you found that sort of was a common theme that they reported that you weren't expecting in your interviews? Good question. I think, Freddie, it is...
1: They're that they are so used to being like this. It is as we said, uh, Andrea. uh, I am uh, uh, Andrea. I am 48 years old. I live in Brazil and I am blonde. And those people they say, Well, I am this and that. I am 40 years old and I see that people (laughs) you know, it's part of who they are, right? It's not, they don't feel special. Right. They because they have been the, like this all their lives, yeah. and uh, 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 so they do. And there was one woman that I interviewed, and I asked her to stop saying one thing because every time I asked her uh, to tell me some of her experiences and everything, she said to me, Andrea, I but it's not me." It's something that I channel. Spirit. It's a power. It's a spirit. It's an angel. I don't do anything. I don't do anything. They don't want to. To. Uh, 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 they don't. They didn't want me to feel that they were arrogant or they were special or anything like that. And then I said to her, "I got you. Don't worry. I know that you have a special gift, but it doesn't make you special."
0: Right. Right. I am,
1: like was- I am like everybody else. I'm like everybody else. So the, the, it, it, I think it was the most common thing that I, I saw in all those interviews uh, and uh, some of them. And uh, uh, one another thing that I found was, well, I found many, many things, of course. And uh, maybe next year we can see the whole picture. Yeah. But many of them are still very afraid. They do not want to go deeper. They do not want to study. They want to close their eyes and sleep. And they don't want to see anything.
0: Right. And They're fighting they, with their mediumship. They
1: are fighting, yes. And sometimes they say, uh, uh, I, it's something that I cannot control. Sometimes I see a person... And uh, I talk to this person and they say, "You have a problem in your stomach. you should see a doctor." Or you right. were pregnant or you were pregnant with a little girl." And the person said, "I'm not pregnant at all." And then two right. weeks later, the person finds out that she's pregnant
0: right Uh, mark Mark has an interesting comment he says the earth's population is just now elevating consciousness such that their minds are opening up to the possibilities of spiritist principles and i agree mark and i wanted to echo that comment with a desire of mine that if it were possible to disseminate more the mediums book by alan kardec which Mm -hmm. is a practical guide for medium and invica- mediums and invocators and that could permeate outside the spiritist world because mm-hmm. it's truly not a book to convert anybody to spiritism yeah. but it's a book to ha- a, a, a practicing medium who not practicing in the sense that they're they're like do, making a career out of it but they're living with that every day of their lives mm-hmm. and sometimes struggling with it and that book is such a refreshing step-by-step guide with a very clear set, uh, a com- a, like a a complete sort of A, mm-hmm. a through Z catalog uh, types of mediumship, where one one medium will definitely identify more than one traits there and find practical solutions to it. And yes, there is a hope. I think I, this is I I know of this movement already happening in Brazil where. Right? Some of the principles that are in the mediums book and even spiritist courses from A to Z on Kardec's works are being taught in environments that are not religious. So not in Mm -hmm. spiritist centers, but in schools and and online universities Mm -hmm. that are not meant to be uh, adherent to Spiritism or the Spiritist yes. movement, so I think Just that's a study
1: groups. Yes, right. study groups that you study the groups. And one thing that is very important that you mentioned, uh, Kardec, Fred, is that Kardec always said in his books that everybody is a medium,
0: right? So exactly.
1: And then you choose, or you were chosen, to develop this ability or not. But everybody has this gift or this ability, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Uh, and then some people feel, some people see, some people listen to to voices, right. or they have intuitions. Some people uh, 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 smell things different. Some people. Well, there are many kinds of mediumships, yeah. and everybody is like that. Yeah. So there were many people in my interviews that said everybody can develop that. So they feel absolutely normal because of that. Because of yeah.
0: that. Yeah
1: because I, said, oh, I developed that. Andrea
0: you should develop yourself. I said I'm not a medium I said yes you are. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, imagine if we had in the public school system classes on meditation,
1: <laughs> yeah. breathing
0: and mindfulness and classes on psychic abilities and mediumship. Just on the phenomenon itself, the organic perceptions and how to how to handle it, how to deal with it. Without mm-hmm. any religious ties or implications. I think mm-hmm. we would be raising A generation in the future of much more emotionally stable and psychologically stable individuals. Because as we know, a lot of the mediums that have a high degree of mediumship abilities uh, can for many years in the beginning suffer a lot as a result of it. And unfortunately, many of the psychiatric uh, patients that are confined to these wards and hospitals, when you really look at their history and examine their chart, you can infer uh, in many cases, that there's a huge level of mediumship that was that was made a, p- a pathology or a taboo by the family, by the community, or both. And the person had to somehow suffocate and rep- repress that in. And it then backfired in other ways. And the symptoms of schizophrenia and bipolar disorder and, and anxiety and panic attacks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all of which have some kind of mediumistic component in them. And if doctors, psychiatrists and psychologists and teachers were able to have this kind of conversation with these Mm -hmm. people and Mm -hmm. offer this level of understanding as well, not just, oh, it's because of this. No, we know that there's some biological uh, markers that have nothing to do with mediumship and you just have to medicate that period, right? But like uh, they,
1: when children talk about their imaginary friends, imaginary
0: friends. Yeah,
1: I, I uh, uh, there were many people that I talked to that, that I said, did you have did, what about imaginary friends when you were young? And many of them said, well, I had. And then they told me their names and how they were. And some of the families accepted that and said it was wonderful. And some of the families said, oh, let's think about it. Yeah. As we said earlier, yeah.
0: there, there is a uh, podcast named Buddha at the Gas Pump by Rick Archer. He's been doing close to 700 episodes. He's been doing these every week for many years. And he interviews people about their spiritual journeys, very similar format to Spirit Reflections. And I have listened to several of his guests. They go on for hours sometimes, and many, many, many of them. Have had these imaginary friends, these extrasensory perceptions from a very early age, and that's when they were struck by something that wasn't normal in their yeah. understanding of the world, and they mm-hmm. needed to find answers, which mm-hmm. sort of took them to the down the rabbit hole for the first time to their journey of what it, whatever it is that they became famous for doing today.
1: Yeah, so. one of the one of the the people I interviewed, she said that when she was eight or nine years old, she was talking to a friend within their building. They were sitting on the stairs of the building and they were playing. They were, I think, eight, nine or 10 years old, but not more than 10, not older than 10. And then a man entered the building and asked them for for a question, oh, where is the apartment 101? question, a simple question. And she said that her friend said, well, it's over there, the next door on the right, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah, blah. But when she saw the man, she said to me, Andrea, I didn't see a man. I saw a figure, uh, a black figure, like a different color of an aura, something horrible that I couldn't describe. And I started screaming like crazy. Because it wasn't a man that I saw, right. It was something that came with with it was something much more powerful, right. but I didn't have I, I even didn't have the words to describe it, but I can see until today. and and she is more or less sixty. so
0: wow, yeah, just goes to show you.
1: yes. and then when and then she just started running home. And then her mother said, "What happened?" But thank God, her mother was uh, a spiritist, and she could understand. But even as a but as a child, she didn't sure. have the
0: words, the vocabulary yeah. to describe. It's very but traumatic she, for many, and many children.
1: And then, yeah. of course, later she could understand that she could talk about it. She told me that. And she had the vocabulary to express what she felt and
0: nice. what she saw. Yeah, and Tanya is uh, echoing what we've been saying here. She says, "I believe one day the children will be starting their mediumship education in a very early age. It must be part of our education for sure." Tanya, I think we're going to be getting there soon. Um, I wanted to just let everybody know that next Wednesday we're going to be interviewing in Portuguese. Clávis Melo, the director and writer of the movie *Givaldo*. Mensageiro da Paz, Divaldo Messenger of Peace, which we are anxiously awaiting for Disney Plus to release on their streaming platforms in English and Spanish. For now, it's only available in Portuguese. But if you have not watched that movie, I highly recommend that you take a, write this name down, Divaldo Messenger of Peace, put it on your calendar and your notes as a reminder, and hopefully in a few months from now, it'll be available on streaming because it's a fantastic description in film form of somebody's mediumship and how they dealt with their mediumship from a very early age, how their interaction with the spirit world and the physical world came about and some incredibly uh, wise guidance that you see in, in important scenes throughout the movie. So if you would like to participate with us here, next Wednesday, we're going to be interviewing Claudia Ismail from the movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Andre,
0: some final thoughts for us, uh, anything mm-hmm. that you've got coming up Uh, In the next few weeks, months, they'd like to announce here on the channel. Well, uh,
1: uh, I've been extremely happy to interview those people. So if there is a person who is a Jew and has some psychic or medium uh, abilities here in Brazil and would like to talk to me, it would
0: be a pleasure.
1: How do they get
0: in contact with you?
1: Instagram, Facebook, whatever, Andrea Kogan, they can find me anywhere, so it's Mm -hmm. very easy. And uh, I'm very happy, I don't know, it was very good, as we talked before, Fredy, to, I don't know, to come back a little bit, to take a step, uh, 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 and then think about this idea of mediaship not related to religions or not related to anything organized, but talking to the characteristics of the human being. Uh, that sometimes this characteristic is so neglected and nobody pays attention to that. And it was very, I was very fortunate because there were some people that were so happy to talk to me. Most of them, I, I, I think, all of them were uh, uh, were very thankful and said, "Oh, Andrea, this is the first time that I that I
0: that uh, they're sort of sharing a part of themselves that yes. is very secretive and they had to yeah. deal with it all on their own, right? Absolutely. Yes."
1: Of course, there were some people that uh, uh, I've already talked about it and there were some people that were more open to that. But sometimes it was their first opportunity to talk to somebody about something so secretive, as you said. So, so uh, 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 part of them that they were ashamed or they were afraid to talk about. So it is very nice. And I love doing that and I love studying that. And uh, we don't have any kind of this material uh, in Portuguese, that is not connected to religion itself, right. okay? because it's always connected to spiritism. And of course, we do not have anything related to Judaism and mediumship, because it's something that is completely out of the, the, the circles, the Jewish circles, if we can say that. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to be talking more about it. Uh, yes. I'm going to be writing about it, and maybe, and of course, uh, and my plan is to write a book. I, I'm writing, of course, my second book, and maybe uh, I think uh, I'm going to launch it by the end of 2023.
0: Fantastic. Wonderful. Well, look look her up in their social media f- pages, yeah. Andrea Kogan. Andrea, thank you so much once again for being here around the fire on Spirit my Reflections. My pleasure. A pleasure to talk to you. My and pleasure, my friend. And uh, for those of you that haven't not done so, please subscribe and like to Spirit Reflections on YouTube. It's free to do so. Really helps the algorithm get the message out there. If you have Spotify or if you listen to audio podcasts, look us up for Spirit Reflections. Give us a five star rating. It really helps us to advance in our mission here to comfort, enlighten, bring beauty, and bring peace to people that are watching these conversations around our spirituality. So don't go anywhere, Andrea, we'll talk after the the end here. Bye everybody and see you in the future episode.
1: Bye bye, thank you so much.